Redbox Media Programming is brought to you by... We've got good news. The world is open again, and people like you, people of faith, are traveling to Catholic sites around the world. Want to travel with exceptional Catholic leaders this fall, next year, or in the future? Are you looking to see specific sites, celebrate traditional Latin Mass, or travel to destinations without vaccine requirements? We are here to help you deepen your faith on pilgrimage. Give us a call at 1-800-842-4842 or visit us online at selectinternationaltours.com. Select International Tours is your pilgrimage company, and we have the perfect Catholic trip for you. Are you looking to serve God and society? Consider putting your gifts to work as a lawyer. Ave Maria School of Law has been educating faith-filled lawyers for over 20 years. Ave Maria School of Law is committed to training lawyers to use law appropriately around the moral issues of our time. Visit AveMariaLaw.edu to learn more about integrating your faith with a law degree. Hello, I'm Sister Catherine Herms, and welcome to my podcast, Touching the Sunrise. I want to share with you an experience I had that was so healing. I've been five months caring for my parents um, who, who needed some extra assistance. And one of the things that really has struck me is that no matter who we are, where we are in life, what our life has been, we all want to know, am I okay? Am I going to be okay? And ultimately, am I okay with God? And this experience that that I want to share with you is an experience that really helped me to see God in a new way. She was a young mother, not more than 25, and carried an eight-month-old baby girl in a front-facing baby wrap. With her left hand, she guided her other daughter towards the baby Jesus statue in our book center yesterday here in Alexandria, Virginia. It was our annual baby Jesus party and families were arriving all day to take their pictures with baby Jesus and find books that would feed their spirits. As an aside, I heard there's a shortage of Santas this year. But all the children yesterday could definitely hear Jesus calling them, let the children come to me. So many beautiful families yesterday. But while I took a few moments to sit down, it was through this woman that God granted me such a moment of grace. As she and her little family left baby Jesus, it was the older daughter, maybe about two years of age, who began to cry. Mom dropped down to her knees and put her arm around her daughter and said, it's okay. Then she let her cry, if that's what she needed to do, assuring her every now and then over the next four minutes or so that her tears were okay, gently trying to guess what might be causing her distress. As we gather near Jesus this Christmas season, we all have moments of tears, wistful memories of of what could have been, empty places in our hearts and at our tables. We, like the little girl, sometimes shed tears 
and are unable to explain exactly what they mean or what it is we need. God, like this good mother, says to you, it's okay to cry. God wraps his arms around you, kneels down to look you right in the eye and whispers, it's okay to feel the way you do. This season where we are told we should be happy and nostalgic and romantic and excitedly anticipating sleigh rides over the mountains and through the woods to grandmother's house we go, it's more than okay if your heart also carries a weight that is tearing open the veil to eternity from whence comes a dawn from on high. So here are three things you can do if along with the sentiments of the season, you also find yourself shedding invisible tears. First, give yourself the gift of Christmas alone time just once. Eat your breakfast early one morning in front of your Christmas tree or crush and just let everything be. Let the season soak in spiritually and emotionally. Let time pass without plans and alarms and getting ready for the next things to be done. No carols, no seasonal expectations, no putting yourself aside to make Christmas happen for someone else. Just as it takes time and, and a type of protection from competing stimuli for short-term memories to convert into long-term memories, I believe it takes time and sacred quiet space for our experiences and feelings to sink into our spiritual consciousness and formatively shape who God is creating us to be. Second, do something Christmassy with family or friends that doesn't involve any preparation. This afternoon I walked down to the waterfront here in Old Town at the end of King Street. The River Walk was a quiet place where I enjoyed the families who were out for the day. As I started back up King Street though, I spontaneously called my dad just to say hi. A street musician was playing Christmas music on the saxophone and, and he so uplifted my heart. I needed to share it with someone else. Share what uplifts your heart with someone else or go along with their fun just for a few hours. And three, keep your Bible handy and dwell a bit on the passage from the prophet Baruch that I'm going to read. And it's from chapter five. You can easily find it. If you have a designated prayer time, like, like a turn for Eucharistic adoration, great. But just reading a few verses before you get out of bed each morning or during a coffee break will work just as well. As you read it, pay attention to the feelings this passage arouses in you. Any memories, hopes, and dreams. Pray this passage with a spirit of gratitude. In fact, we'll pray it now together. Close your eyes and allow God to work in your heart as you listen to these words of the prophet Baruch. Build up, build up, prepare the road. Remove the obstacles out of the way of my people. For this is what the high and exalted one says, he who lives forever, whose name is holy. I live in a high and holy place, 
but also with the one who is contrite and lowly in spirit, to revive the spirit of the lowly and to revive the heart of the contrite. I will not accuse them forever, nor will I always be angry, for then they would faint away because of me, the very people I have created. I was enraged by their sinful greed. I punished them and, and hid my face in anger. Yet they kept on in their willful ways. I have seen their ways, but I will heal them. I will guide them and restore comfort to Israel's mourners, creating praise on their lips. Peace, peace to those far and near, says the Lord and I will heal them. Take off the garment of your sorrow and affliction O Jerusalem, and put on forever the beauty of the glory from God. Put on the robe of the righteousness that comes from God. Put on your head the diadem of the glory of the everlasting. For God will show your splendor everywhere under heaven. For God will give you forevermore the name righteous peace and godly glory. Arise, O Jerusalem, stand upon the height, look toward the east, and see your children gathered from west and east at the word of the Holy One, rejoicing that God has remembered them. For they went out from you on foot, led away by their enemies, but God will bring them back to you, carried in glory, as on a royal throne. For God has ordered that every high mountain and the everlasting hills be made low, and the valleys filled up to make level ground, so that Israel may walk safely in the glory of God. The woods and every fragrant tree have shaded Israel at God's command, for God will lead Israel with joy in the light of His glory with the mercy and righteousness that come from him. Now I can imagine some readers might be a little worried that I seem to have moved on to Christmas when, when Advent is barely just half over. It is Gaudete Sunday, however, and lifting hearts that are sorrowful is the redemptive excitement of this season of Advent. At St. Mary's Basilica on Royal Street, I noticed they already had the stable up, which at first surprised me. I figured they'd be sticklers for the Advent-Christmas divide. I went up to look at it more closely, however, and the stable is populated with all the animals of the nativity scene, just animals and a shepherd or two. After all, the place where the animals were kept would have been there before the night Jesus was born, and it would have been used for day-to-day -day shelter for shepherds and animals. Into that simple and humble reality Jesus was born, a surprise guest who made our earth his home. We too in Advent and all year through live our simple and humble daily lives, always waiting for the exciting moment when it clicks in our heart that Jesus who has already come is here with us, with me, right now. So perhaps instead of keeping the Advent-Christmas divide so strictly this year, your heart might rejoice in the comfort the Redeemer came to bring you. 
and give it as many days as you can to let it soak in. There is nothing more urgent for our hearts and our world to know than this Advent Christmas promise. Through Christ our Redeemer, God has history under His powerful love. He walks the ordinary paths of His people, holding them each by hand, and will ultimately bring all of the chaos caused by the human disorder emerging from our unruly hearts into the dominion of the kingdom that will never end. Amen. This is Kevin O'Brien of EWTN's Theater of the Word. I'm excited also to teach middle school and high school literature, speech, and drama with homeschoolconnections.com, an online Catholic curriculum provider. Your student can meet with me online for a live, interactive class. Whether you take apologetics with John Martinoni or grade school with Jackie De La Viaga, or any of the other 400-plus courses with homeschoolconnections.com, online Catholic learning for your homeschooling family is available for you.